Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. All right, I'm excited. Today, I've been talking to you guys a lot about the encounters that Jessica and I have had um, where the Lord has revealed to us um, his, his view of what he's planning on doing and stuff and, and just the calling that he's put on us to come out here and, and pioneer new work. And, you know, our, our belief is that it's a, it's a work unto a move of God. Amen? I, I want to see God move. We didn't come out here just to put another another church on another corner in this area. Um, if, if that's all it was, there's more than enough. Amen? But, um, but when, when you're doing what God's doing, then there's a need. There's a need to partner with what heaven's doing. And, and so we came here to, to do this, um, to, to have a church, but to, but, to, but to find what God means by a church. Amen? And, the, and the, his idea of, of his church is actually way beyond, I think, what religion tries to tell us that church is. Um, I, I just know that God has great things in store for us. And I just want to press in a little bit more today on this. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to share with you a little bit more of some of the things that God was putting in us. But, and I also want to touch on some words that came from our spiritual covering at Bethel that they, that they spoke over us. Because I, I feel like it's also important for you to hear what other people have spoken into the destiny of Overflow Church. Do you guys think that's important too? Yeah. Amen. And so, and then we're going um, to, I also want to talk to you a little bit today about um, why we felt like the location where we're at is strategic in, in the kingdom of God. So, hope you guys are, are up for this little journey with me today. Um, <clears throat> everybody say, hi, Julie, right here. Julie Ball, everybody say hi, Julie. So happy that you're here with us. She's an awesome woman. She, Julie, Julie spends a lot of time out at Bethel also, and so um, it was kind of funny because the last time I was out there, which is way too long ago by now, um, it, was, it was fall last year, I think. can't remember actually when that was. Yeah. Bumped into her. What's that? Yeah, the leader's advance. Um, we, we bu- I bumped into her out in the foyer at Bethel, and I was like, I know, it was, you know how sometimes when you see somebody that's familiar in a different location, it takes you a minute to, to calibrate like what your memory was, and, and my, I thought I knew her from there, but then she's like, I'm from Indiana, and I'm like, oh gosh, yeah, I remember seeing you at different events and stuff here, so that was pretty cool, but a few weeks ago, um, she gave me a, a little gift um, that's pretty. That's pretty precious to me, and I actually, I actually had her bring another one today for me to show this to you. But I want, I want you guys to see this. Can you see this thing right here? This little no, it's not a feather. Do you guys see that? This is a seed. Okay, this is a seed. It's on a stem, but it, it's like a. I don't know if they technically call this a pine cone, but it, it's a little tiny pine cone. All right, see that. Like your, your pine cones in your backyard on those 30-foot trees are bigger than this, right? This thing is kind of tiny, but I want to tell you what this thing is right here, okay? This is important to me. I, I think it's so cool that, 
that she gave me one of these um, prophetically because I want I want to show you what this thing is. Let's hope this this let's hope this works. Okay, something's happening, so that's good news. Are we lined up on the right slide? Nope. Let me let me zip through this. Haha. All right, let's see if this one does it. This seed right here. Is it working? There. It's one of those. Look at this. That little tiny thing. Those are redwoods. Those are the tallest, biggest trees in the entire world. Okay? Redwoods. Um, <clears throat> redwoods grow an average of 300 feet tall. 300 feet tall. I don't know if we have any buildings in Indiana that big. Maybe, but, I don't, but maybe not. I'm not sure. But I, I know for sure that's higher than the, than the Hyatt Regency downstairs, or downtown, downstairs. It's, high, it's taller than that. And, and there's, there's forests of these things up there in, in Northern California on the, on the coast, okay? That's where she found these, and she brought me one. The shortest of, of these trees um, grows... Uh, over it, it only grows a little over 100 feet tall. That's all. Bigger than any tree you've seen in Indiana, probably. <laughs> I don't know. There might be taller ones, but the but the but the coast redwoods grow up to about 379 feet tall. That's crazy. You guys follow me? That do you realize that's like 37 stories high? Okay, 10 10 feet is a story, right? They can survive, yeah, there's all kinds of crazy things about it. So the average thickness of a redwood tree is 10 feet thick. Some of them get a lot thicker than that. Um, pretty wild. The, their average growth speed is 10 feet per year until they max out. 10 feet per year. That's faster than John Moore grows. <laughs> and that's, that's saying something. All right, 10 feet per year until they get up to 300 plus feet tall. That's wild, isn't it? And, uh, and their lifespan um, generally is between 800 to 1,500 years. I think, I think, I think Julie, you told me 2,000 years for some of them. Yeah, two, can you imagine? Like, a, like some of those trees back there probably dated back to when Jesus was walking on this earth. That's nuts. But, but look, but look at this. This thing right here. All right, if this thing gets planted and germinated and in one year, it's 10 feet tall. That's crazy. In two years, 20 feet tall. And then it gets up to 300 plus feet. That thing right there, isn't that crazy? I love that. I, I, I hold strongly often to a, a word that I've heard Bill Johnson say, it's a slogan to me that means deeply to me. He says, there's an oak tree in the acorn. Okay, you got an acorn, there's an oak tree in that thing. All right? God has, he has built into the DNA of that seed this giant, mighty oak tree. So the potential of that seed can go that far. That's crazy. That little thing I just showed you, the potential in that one seed is one of those. That blows my mind. And that's how the promises of God is, all right? When God gives you a promise, he, he sees the oak tree in the acorn, okay? He sees the redwood tree in the little tiny half an inch long 
pine cone. He knows, he knows what's in there. All right? He knows it because he built it. Okay? And, and you guys have probably heard this verse in Zechariah 4.10, but it says, Who has despised the day of small things? All right? Some people, they, they quote it. I always thought that verse actually says, Do not despise the day of small beginnings. But it says it the way I just said it. But it means that. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. So when the Lord is given promises, it's, it's like that seed. It's like the redwood forest seed that you have to believe the capacity of what's in there. It can actually go all the way if it's taken care of properly. Amen? I want to I read a couple of verses out of Hebrews chapter 10 to you guys. Um. Verse, I'm, going to, I'm going to read Hebrews 10.23. This has become a very important verse to me. It says, it says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. There's a lot to unpack in that verse. All right? I want to, I want to read it again. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. All right? If God gives a promise, we have to trust that he didn't just give us a promise. He's faithful to his word. Amen? If God says something, he means it. He doesn't give flippant promises like we tend to sometimes. Okay? He, he doesn't say, I'll, 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 I'll be there, and then he doesn't show up. All right? He doesn't, he doesn't say, I'll do this thing for you, and then he doesn't show up to do it. All right? If God says it, he means it. All right? What, what, what I've been talking to you guys about for the last few weeks is that when God promises something, he's actually telling you something that he has already done. He's already been there and done that in the realm of eternity. He's not limited to our timeline. He's already been there. He's already created it. He's already made it and, and put it in store for you. It's, to him, it's already inheritance that he's given to you, but you haven't seen it yet. So when he gives us his promises, his prophetic promises, we need to see that as, as God has already gone into the future, he already sees it as a done deal, and then he comes back to tell us what he knows is there so that we know where we're headed to. And then it gives us a homing beacon for us to faithfully walk our life out one step at a time, one day at a time, one leap at a time, whatever it would be, one trial at a time, one challenge at a time, one breakthrough at a time. Amen? Let us hold fast. What does that mean, to hold fast? It, mean, it means hold tight, so tightly to something, you will not let it go no matter what. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be fast to keep returning to this thing. I don't want it to fall out of my hands. I'm going to hold it. I'm going to embrace it. I will fight for this. Amen. All right? Let us hold fast the confession of our hope. All right? We, ha we have to know what our hope is. What is our hope? It's, it's in the promises of the Lord. I have to have hope that God, if God says something to him, it already is. All right? If God says something to him, it is already a done deal. And so I, who, who has not experienced the done deal part of it yet, I have to hold fast to that. 
I have, to, I have to anchor my hope in what he said and live in that reality. And then I've got to continue to confess what I believe he said. I'm going to declare and prophesy and speak over myself, speak into the situations. I'm going to let my confession stay strong and stay true. I'm going to hold fast and continue to declare no matter what things happen that try to defy the thing I put my hope in. Amen? Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. Why would it even say without wavering? Because there's going to be try, there's going to try to be anything that can that it can to try to make you waver in what you're believing for. Things will come against you, will come against you and and you will the, the enemy hates the promise of God because he knows it's the kingdom established, and he also knows that, that our partnership with what God has said and what he's done, it actually requires us to co-labor with him in order for it to ever happen on earth as it already is in heaven. Amen? Amen? Like God's actually depending on you to see things through, because to him it's already done, but he needs you to engage with it, partner with it, press in, and not waver. And so faith comes by hearing and hearing of the Word of God. And so we need to speak the things that we know that God said. And we need to declare it. We need to let it come out to the, to the realm of being able to hear. Don't just think it. All right? Thinking truth is good, but declaring truth is even better. Because not only are you you're getting it internally, you're getting it externally. You're releasing truth into the atmosphere around you, you're releasing truth in the, in the place where you can listen and hear it, and then it, it increases the faith that's in your heart to believe the thing that he's promised. Amen? Obviously, that starts with, the, with scriptural truth, and, and anything the Lord promises needs to align with scriptural truth, but, but when, we, when we have the, the promises that God's given us, we can't let go of that thing. He means it. He means it. So let us hold fast. Let me, let me anchor myself to this thing. Let me, I'm going to fight for this thing. I'm going to fight for my belief for this thing. Anything that tries to come against me and tell me that I need to stop believing for that thing or maybe I just should give up because I'm going to be miserable if I keep believing for something because it's never going to happen. I have to fight to protect my attachment to the hope and not let go of that thing. Amen? I have to guard my heart. I've got to guard my belief. I'm going to fight against anything that tries to resist God's word on my life. We're going to, we're going to hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For why, why can we do that? Because he who promised is faithful. He who promised is faithful. He, he doesn't give his promises with wishful thinking. He doesn't give his promises saying, I hope we'll, he's like, we're going to do this. And he walks away. He's like, I hope we can do this. He doesn't do that. He doesn't promise something. And he's like, I hope I can still deliver. I, I hope my resources don't run out before then. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> he, he, when, when, he, when he sees in you what he's put in you and your destinies, he means what he says. And he's faithful. He's faithful. If, you, if we don't reach the promises of God and the destinies of God, it was never his fault. All right? 
He was going to see us through every step of the way to get there. So if we ever don't reach it, it's not his fault. It's actually ours. Okay? Because, when, because often what happens is people get a word, and, and then and they're excited about it, and they're like, let's do this thing, and they're all in, and they're living on the high of the moment of the encounter or the prophetic word. And, and they think that that high is what's going to get them to the promise. It's not going to. <laughs> that the, the high of the initial exhilaration will never get you all the way through. You, you, you will get resisted. There will be trials. There will be things that try to, that try to squelch your zeal out of you. Okay? So, so the passion, the, the excitement is not the, the, the driving force that will get you through. It's the, it's the confession of your hope. Okay? It's actually not even the confession of your hope. It's actually the hope. It's the hope that will get you through, but the confession is what keeps you connected to it. Okay? The connection is what keeps you focused on the thing that God's promised. And, and without wavering, I, I, I refuse to let any demonic forces that want to come against the promises of God on my life, I refuse to allow it to influence my belief that it's still going to happen. So this is actually, at some level, a spiritual warfare word. Okay? Because the resistance wants to try to hold you back. And, and the Lord wants us to protect hope. He wants you to protect hope. Against all odds, even. To believe that if God said it, He'll do it. Okay? Because He who promised is faithful. God's not like some of us who give promises and don't follow through. Okay? <laughs> He's not like that. He's not a man that He should lie or a son of man that He should change His mind. Okay? He also, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He lives in the eternal realm. He lives in the past, present, and future. He's not confined to our time and space. All right? So if he promises something to him, he's already delivered it. You guys hearing me? So, so if I have a prophetic promise and I... And I I gotta, I gotta determine if I really believe God said it and that He means it, and that's what He wants. That's His will. That's His destiny. And that if I, if I believe that's true, I am gonna fight anything that tries to challenge that. Okay. And and let me tell you where the biggest battle is. It's right here. In the belief systems. All right. We have to take every thought captive. And bring it to the obedience of Christ. Amen? So when the Lord gives us promises, and we're, we're going we're gonna to stay the course no matter what. Uh, you think about Nehemiah. Stephen Lorraine Box just talked about them recently. Nehemiah had a vision from God. He had a promise of God that the wall will get rebuilt. And let me tell you that the end goal of the wall around Jerusalem that they're going to rebuild, it was not just to get a wall up. Like they built a wall and that was the vision, but, but it was not the end result that, that God put in his heart. It was the glory coming into the midst of his people again. He had a practical work to do unto a very spiritual destiny that God had for the nation. Okay? So God gives us practical callings, but it's unto something very holy and eternal. All right? So he knew it, but everything tried to come against him. 
Everything tried to come against him. He was played on every side. Got lied to. He was threatened to get uh, killed. He, he had people that was with him that tried to abandon him. All kinds of stuff happened. But what did he do? He, he held fast the confession of his hope without wavering. Because he knew that God was faithful. He would come through. Amen? He, he set his face like flint to the promise of the Lord. He put his hand on the hammer, and he kept pounding, and he, he's like, I don't, I'm not going to take my eye off this thing, even if I get bored. <laughs> a lot of people quit because they get bored. Some people quit just shy of the greatest breakthrough they've ever seen because they either got bored or they got tired or they lost hope. All right? But the, that doesn't mean that the breakthrough wasn't coming. You've got to stay the course. You guys hear me? You awake? You th- you dreaming about Shoney's? All right. Thanksgiving's come up soon. Hold out for that. Okay? All right. That was Hebrews 10.23. A few verses later, 10.35-36 is building on the same theme, okay? It says, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence. That, that happens to people. The longer things go or the harder it gets, people cast away their confidence. Do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance. Wait a minute. No, I thought I was in this for the, for the Holy Ghost party. I thought, I thought I was in this for the, for the getting whacked and getting drunk or seeing the fun, the, the dynamic miracles and, you know, the party of revival. Well, yes, we are. But that doesn't take away from the fact that you still need the other parts of the kingdom. Endurance, long-suffering, patience. Amen? He says, therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance. Okay? Sometimes we have to endure through the things that try to make us waver in our hope. All right? You have need of, of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, okay, that means after you've completed getting yourself through the hardship unto what he's called you to, you may receive the promise. You may receive the promise. You may receive the promise. All right? He's saying that he's saying if you stay you stay enduring, you, you stay keeping your, your you protect your confidence and you endure that after this, the, the period of time that's required by God and his will, you will see God. You will receive the promise. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. I've got an amen corner over there. Let's get the whole room. <laughs> On board with me. I want, I want some interaction here, all right? All right. So, from the context of that, all right? But not interruptions, though, please. That'd be helpful, too. All right. Um, <clears throat> from the context of, of knowing that God has a promise, and, and there's the between here and there, and the resistance that wants to try to make us waver, Guess what? From there, it flows right into the exciting chapter that all of us charismatics love, the faith chapter. All right? The faith chapter. Chapter 11, it goes, you right, it goes right into what we call the hall of faith, right? And it tells all the amazing stories of the faith giants in the Old Testament. All right? 
It goes right into all those stories that we love. And, and, but, but guess what? If you read chapter 11 in context with chapter 10, you start finding out that these guys, every one of them, had so much that came against them, so much resistance, so much things that tried to get them to, to give up before the breakthrough came. All right? And sometimes even unto death, and they didn't even see the promise. But they stayed the course, and that's how they got into the faith chapter. Not just because they had faith, but because they had enduring faith. All right? Hebrews 11.1 1 <clears throat> says, Now faith, you guys could probably quote this with me by heart. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Why don't you guys say that with me? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Come on. Faith. That's faith. All right? Faith, the, the substance of things hoped for. Why does it say hoped for? Well, we just talked about hope, all right? We just talked about having hope that God is faithful. He who promised is faithful, that, that he's going to see you through. But we have to protect, we have to guard, hold fast our confession of hope without wavering, all right? It comes from that context. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When it talks about hoped for, it is not talking about wishful thinking, all right? Wishful thinking. I hope this happens sometime, <laughs> all right? I think a lot of people think that's what hope is, crossing your fingers, hoping something turns out the way you need it to, hoping for lucky outcomes. Maybe God will show up. God promised it. Maybe it's going to happen sometime. That's a very, very passive approach. When we, when we think God showed us something and then we just don't do anything and just expect that maybe it'll just happen in his time. Okay? That's not what got these guys in Hebrews 11. Is everybody alive? Yeah. All right, cool. Hope is not wishful thinking. It's the confident expectation that good things are coming. Hope is not wishful thinking. It's the confident expectation that good things are coming. All right? When you, when you have that kind of hope, you anchor to promises despite what's happening right now. And then it gives you the drive to press forward to it. When it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. That word substance in the Greek is hypostasis. Everybody say hypostasis. All right. That's substance. All right. Faith is the hypostasis of things hoped for. That word hypostasis means substance. Okay, but expounding on that, it actually means foundation, okay, firm ground to build on, all right, firm ground, foundation, it, it's a support, it's an undertaking, but it, it's, it's, it's building belief on something that's anchored on solid ground, all right, now faith is the solid ground that we anchor to of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so the, this is supposed to provide the support 
for us to continue to believe in the promises no matter what everything around you tries to make you believe. The, the Lord wants us to grab a hold of his promises and, and build our faith, our expectancy on what he said as if it was solid ground and nothing could shake it. The stronger your faith, the, the more rooted and grounded and, and, and anchored into the foundations of God's promises that you have. All right? And, and, and a, lot, a lot of us need to grow in our faith, grow in our expectancies that good things are coming. I, I need to expect to see results happen when I stay the course with this promise. Amen? If I'm not seeing the result now, I need to continue pressing forward and not giving up, believing that breakthrough is on its way. Am I talking to a, a house of faith right here? I, I thought I was. <laughs> I thought I was. I think I am. But, but I, I want you guys to engage with these words right now because I'm trying to call us higher right now. All right? I'm not just trying to do a good teaching. I want to call us higher that we're firmly grounded on God's promises, okay? That we get anchored. That we, we choose to anchor ourselves, our beliefs, our expectancies, our lives to align with things God's promised. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my all into these things that he's given me and not let this thing go. I'm going to lock on it like a bulldog on my, on my calf. He <laughs> won't let go. All right? <clears throat> Hold fast the confession of hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. When things start looking like the opposite of what he promised, that is when I start anchoring myself again to the words that he has spoken to me. All right? And, and I want to tell you, there have been times when even in this church plant, and I would say, if I remember right, during the COVID season, when, when we had to shut down and we couldn't meet together, and Overflow was still kind of a baby church, right? And, and when you don't get to nurture the baby the way you're supposed to, you, you, can, you can wonder if things are going to last and make it through it or not. And there were times when, when I, and with Jessica and I, we felt pressures and we felt pains and we felt even abandonment and it felt like the it felt like I was a captain of a ship out in a hurricane that was about to fall apart and crush and and shipwreck right into the into the bottom of the ocean <laughs> what'd you say not amen. not amen it felt that way and there were times when the enemy would have us, he would try to get our attention on the circumstances and on what felt like a lack of support when we needed it. I'm not saying anybody in here, I'm just, in general, I'm just talking about what we were feeling. And, and things would tell us, this, there's no way this thing can survive. Like it wasn't just like a fleeting thought. It was, it's actually it was the pressure of an entire season where everything started going wrong in one way or another. All right? And, and like if we would have if we would have given ourselves to that thought and the and the feelings, we would have given up. It would have overtaken us. 
And the Lord gave me that verse, hold fast the confession of hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And I had to start pulling out all the prophetic words that God gave us about Overflow Church in this region. In a time when it felt like the government is saying, you can't be a church anymore. Okay? When it, when it even felt like there's going to be persecution coming on the church, and who knows what's going to happen, but they might start grabbing preachers even. and Like there is real fear with preachers, I want to tell you. Times when, when it, it could feel easier just to quit and go and live with our in-laws out down in Tennessee where if things, went, if things hit the fan like it looked like it might, it's survival mode. I've, I felt the pressures of the enemy trying to come against us. And the Lord kept speaking this word. Hebrews 10.23, hold fast the confession of hope without wavering. Why? Because he who promised is faithful. And it got real to me. I had some serious spiritual warfare on my knees in my office at home many times. I had to pace back and forth and declare that word over myself over and over and over and over. When, when everything around says it's about to shipwreck, and God says, but I'm faithful. I've promised you great things to come. I'm faithful. I didn't, I didn't have hope in the things that we were building, but that's not where I needed to put my hope in that time. Jesus, you said that you will build your church, and you never fail, Lord. You, you promised that you're going to build something and it's going to be great and mighty and, and I can't do it, but I'm not going to let the confession of my hope waver. And I felt like wavering, but I had to keep speaking it out. And even against the feelings that were telling me the opposite, keep speaking this thing out. It has got to happen. This has got to happen. I had to start rehearsing the, the promises God gave us. Possess the land that I've given to you as an inheritance. I had to start declaring that over me. God, you said this land is an inheritance. And I'm in, a, I'm in a season right now where it doesn't feel like I can just come in and rest in an inheritance. He says, no, you've got to possess this thing. You have to put yourself into this thing and believe me, no matter what comes against you to tell you that you're about to shipwreck, believe I've got you in my hands and we're going to get through this thing. And guess what happened? He got us through this thing. And not only did it get us through this thing, he gave us a building right here that was impossible to get into. It was way out of our financial reach. And, and it was during a time when other churches were shutting down and economic uh, collapse was happening. There was no, like, like it would be stupid to try to go do a big financial endeavor in that time. But the Lord said, I'm faithful, I'm faithful, I'm faithful. you got to believe me, you got to believe me. And I had to keep repeating the words until my mind, it was like I had to get myself recalibrated in truth. We, we talk often about being seated in heavenly places. 
And we talk about in Ephesians 1 where it says that Jesus was raised from the dead and he, he ascended on high and he was lifted above all the principalities and the powers and the dominions on this earth. He's lifted above it. He put all things under his feet and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And then it says in Ephesians 2 6, we're seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Those are awesome revelations and they can give us the nice frills and thrills and you know, exotic moments. But when you're facing things and it looks like everything wants to crush you, that's when it gets real. Are you going to believe that the Lord has actually lifted you above the stuff that's trying to bring chaos to your life? Are, are you going to believe that you have actually been lifted above the, the crap of this world that wants to try to crush everything you're doing? So I had to recalibrate over and over and over and get myself into the presence of the Lord when, it, when I was feeling anxiety and fear all around me. Coming into the presence, let, letting Him give me spiritual realities that defied what I was feeling around me, and He brought me into ascension moments in the throne room of God, seated in heavenly places that are completely above the chaos of this earth where you can start hearing things clearly again. It's hard, to, it's hard to hear somebody talking to you when you're in a hurricane. But when you get lifted above it, you can go high enough in the sky to where you can't even feel the effects of a hurricane down below you. And in the heavenlies, it's separate from the second heaven realm that the demons and the principalities are, are creating chaos and havoc. And the Lord had to keep bringing us there and saying, I've got you. I've got you. I've promised you. He started reminding us of those visions that I told you guys about. We're seeing, seeing the, the golden temple and, and the river pouring in on the throne of God in that. And, and I saw the river coming down like a waterfall from heaven. And he said, this is my, this is my plan on earth as it is in heaven. I'm going to do it. He's, I, I will do it. If you don't give up, I could have given up time and time again. <laughs> Seeing, the, remembering the vision where he, where he's bringing the angels up and down, and they're carrying I beams, and, and and they're wanting to build the city that wasn't built by the hands of man because he has a move of God to do in this region, and and, and everything looks like it's chaos, and people are down downtown Indy, um, bringing torches and guns and, and breaking windows and trying to scare everybody and, and, and threatening churches, whatever, like all the stuff that, that feels like you've moved back about 10 miles instead of advancing, right? All the stuff. And the Lord says, I'm going to bring my revival to this city. <laughs> Come on. That, that stuff does not make God flinch. He's already been there and he's already created everything he wants to do. And he knows every bit of what's going on in this earth. He didn't like, he didn't like say, well, we're going to do it. And then stuff happens. Oh, maybe I can't do that now. That's too big for me. No, no. He knew it. No, he knew it. He, he put you guys right here in this city for this time, in this time of history and the future. 
to be instrumental for the things of God coming to this, this region. Come on, he knew that stuff was coming. As a matter of fact, he positioned us here for such a time as this because he needs people who can, who can crush through that stuff and believe this can't stop us from where God's taken us. Amen? So I'm spending a lot of time, I've been spending so much time talking about our calling and our vision, the promises of God, not just my calling, my vision, my promises. No, this is for you. Okay? This is for you. This is for those of you who aren't in here yet. I'm speaking prophetically to somebody that's not in this room right now. I, I'm, this is for, for those of you who are going to be the waves of people coming in to the kingdom of God and get to come under the blessing of the overflow house. Come on. This is, a, this is for, the, for the people of this region that God's glory is going to come in so much in our midst that, that it can't be contained and we have to overflow outward into the city around us. And see, see heaven on earth established, manifested in our midst. Okay? This isn't Jesse's vision. I, I had it. <laughs> I had it, but it's not, it's not for me. It's for us. It's for us, and us includes them, <laughs> who will be us. Amen? You guys in agreement with me? We have to, there, there will be things that we might not agree with here and there, but when we can be in agreement on the main thing that God's doing, that's called unity. We can be a one heart and one mind. That I'm, I've been laying this stuff thick because I want, it, I want it to really get in us and for us to not forget why we're here. Amen? So we're sowing vision. We're so, I hope I'm sowing belief in you. I hope we're sowing um, inspiration in you, okay? A sense of purpose that's bigger than yourself. Desire. I hope, I hope we're cultivating desire and passion in you. Tenacity. Tenacity to endure through all things because you want it so bad, you won't let anything stop you. Okay? The, 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 this will sow into us a reason to pay a price to get the results that we want. It does not come free. It does not come free. I'm trying to provide you substance to build faith on. Hypostasis. Rock foundation. Build your faith on that something great and mighty is coming. I have, I have expectation that good things are coming. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I got to preach in there. I, I preached myself out of my sermon. This is not the last one, probably. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, I want to... When we were in Reading preparing to move here, the Lord was germinating the stuff in, it, in us. He was deepening what He was promising. He was giving us insights and understanding into what He was promising. And I, I want to, through that time, we were able to, with the Holy Spirit, I believe, we were able to fashion together a vision statement that kind of, in a real 
vague way describes like what we're going after, all right? So I, I want to, hopefully I'm going the right direction, wrong direction, right direction, vision. I'm going to read it, and then I want you guys to read it with me, all right? Our vision, it, you don't have to read it yet. Our vision is to advance God's kingdom on earth by hosting his presence. How many of you guys love his presence? How many of you guys want to see his kingdom advance on this earth? Do you guys believe this with me, that, that God's kingdom only advances, it does not retract? All right? Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like leaven that you sow. You take a little bit and you put it in the, in the, in the bread ingredients, but then it leavens the entire batch. And leaven, um, it, it, it can only go two directions, which is nowhere, but it's waiting to go somewhere. Or it expands. Okay, Leaven can only multiply. So, so when it touches something that will receive it, it becomes multiplied into that, and it spreads, and it grows. He said that the kingdom is like leaven. That means it will grow, and guess what? Leaven is an irreversible force. You cannot take it away. Once it started spreading, it spreads, and it won't stop unless somebody won't receive it. That's how the kingdom is. It's an irreversible force. It does not retract it only grows and expands. So we're here to advance God's kingdom on the earth by hosting His presence. That's everything. And raising up a healthy family. We're not, we're not just trying to raise up a church. Trying to raise up a family. Okay, We're trying to be a family, just like we we're going after breakthroughs for each other today. That was a powerful demonstration of covering one another well. That was amazing. It was powerful. We, we don't just want to be a family. We want to become a healthy family. So we're trying to be very intentional to raise up a healthy family. But not just a, not just a family to be a family. It goes beyond that. We're trying to be, raise up a healthy family that's becoming powerful revivalists who are going out and advancing the kingdom. Come on. Like it's not, it's not just... You know, the leader who puts things together is the one who's advancing and, and we're doing... No, that's, that, we're not doing that style. All right, we're, we're, trying to, we're trying to cultivate and we're trying to impart. We're trying to train and activate and equip. And, and maybe, you know, it takes time, but, but we're being intentional to try to pour into people to become not just good, casual Christians, but people who are actually carrying the mission of the kingdom of God in your heart and, and, and stepping into the activation of being a kingdom carrier everywhere you go. I'll tell you what, you guys better get a lot more excited or I'm quitting. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. I'll go home and I'll just, I'll just be like, Lord, I was tempted, but I know you, you promise is faithful. I'm just joking, guys. We're doing great. I'm, just, I'm totally being sarcastic right now. You guys are in this with me. I know it. 
All right, why don't you guys say this with me on the count of three. One, two, three. Our vision is to advance God's kingdom on earth by hosting His presence and raising up a healthy family of powerful revivalists who are advancing the kingdom. And and just add this on there. That's me. me. Come on. That's, That's me. That's you. I want to, let's see if this pointer thing, see that thing right there? Let's see if it works on a TV. Not real good. Uh, Go back to the old-fashioned way. Finger. (laughs) Our vision. This is for us, guys, and I want to tell you, this is what we've been going after from day one, all right? we're We're here to see the kingdom come manifested in our midst, and we're focused primarily hosting His presence if we're, if we're not doing this centered on His presence, it's not worth anything. Like, if, if we don't have His presence in our midst, it, this, the, the rest doesn't even happen the way it's supposed to. It's built on His presence, and we want to be a people of presence. We, we want to we continue increasing the corporate anointing, the corporate gathering of, of, of encountering God together, worshiping Him. I believe that we're going to experience more and more and more of His manifesta- manifestation of His presence in our midst. It's already it's, it's here, and I believe that it's, it's grown a lot, and I believe that you guys corporately have, have grown in your awareness of His presence. How, how many of you guys would say you, you've experienced more and more of His presence? As we've been going after this, and, and there's more. All right, there's more and there's going to be more because God is too big for whatever you think the bigness is. There's more. And, and, and I believe that His presence is going to come so strong, more and more and more, so mighty that, that we can't contain it in here. And, and when I dream of His presence coming the way He wants it to, I believe that it's going to be a visitation of glory. Heaven on earth, not just in this building, but I believe it's going to come so pronounced that the, 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 the surrounding areas are going to get impacted by presence. And I believe it's going to keep growing and keep increasing, and, and I just, there's just so much that God can do with that. That's what we want. I don't want anything less than that. And so as we're going after His presence, we also have been very faithful from day one. We're, tr- we're working on, on trying to create family here. So, and, but, you know, I, I can't do it for you. Like, you kind of have a part in it, right? If you want to be part of a family, like, you, you have to do your part too. We all do. It's, it's, it's just, like, just like Karen said earlier, it takes a village. And, and, and a, but in this sense, the village is a family, and we got to press into each other. we got to know each other and love each other, cover each other. And, and we've come a long ways with that. There's so much farther we're going to go with it. Amen. Healthy family. Powerful revivalists. I, I, I know that one maybe takes a little longer because we're trying to do it from the context of health and family. And from there, we're raising people up. But I believe that in the big picture, we're going to be raising people up more and more and more, training and equipping. And we've been doing it some, but we're going to increase it, and, and we're, going to, we're going to keep building new things and more things in time. But it takes the communal 
participation to go forward with all this stuff. It takes communal growth, the community doing the, the growth journey with us, but I, I believe that as people continue to press into growth, we're going to see people growing in anointings and gifts of the Spirit and just bringing the, 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 the Shekinah glory, living from open heaven realities everywhere you go, learning how to release that everywhere you go. Atmosphere shifters. We're bringing the presence of heaven with us into every place that we go. Amen. Not everybody's called per, per se to be in front of a church meeting with a microphone, but you're all called to whatever, uh, whatever your spheres of influence are that God's given you to bring kingdom to those places and to see Jesus show up and bless it and to shift things. Amen. Come on, we're going to see more and more. I, I believe that, I believe that, that we're going to grow towards... Um, more and more, we're going to see miracles out on the streets and just in the marketplaces. And I believe we're going to see great stuff ahead of us. I'm excited. But, but we, all have to, we all have to press in together and, and do the journey together. Because we, we can only grow forward when we're doing it together. And not just hoping that somebody creates the, my opportunity for me. Okay? It takes proactivity to make things happen. Does that make sense? I promised you guys I was going to touch on things today that I'm not. So I'm not like God in that way because he always fulfills his promises. But I, I probably will next week. But I want, to, I want to read our mission statement because I just want you guys to hear. Like this is just, just kind of the, the, our, our best version of putting to words what we're building towards. And I, I just want to say this. I, I believe that we've been faithful every step of the way to stay centralized on our vision that God's given us, all right? I believe that. So we're going to do the mission statement real quick. Welcome to Overflow. Welcome to Overflow is our mission statement. <laughs> that could be prophetic, actually. <laughs> Welcome to the Overflow of Jesus Christ. All right, mission statement. Let me read this to you. Our mission, this is what we're trying to be actively involved doing, right? Our mission is to develop a presence-centered community that enjoys sonship to the Father. How many of you guys know that coming into that sonship reality, breaking orphan spirits, and letting the Father love you, and you becoming, coming into your identity as a son and a daughter of God, so important, right? So a presence-centered community that enjoys sonship to the Father, union with Jesus, come on. Empowerment by the Holy Spirit, yes, Lord, and fellowship with the royal family of Christ. We put that word royal in there on purpose because I don't know that a lot of people understand their royalty as sons and daughters of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But, but we're not just trying to be family, but we're trying to understand more and more it's a royal family. Come on. We are cultivating a culture of powerful, whole. That means, that means healed from the inside out. Okay? That, that means like the, the work of the finished work of Jesus manifesting in every part of your life. Whole. Okay? We're a culture of powerful, whole, purpose filled. Okay? Not just aimless, not just passive, but living with purpose. Purpose filled lovers of Jesus who will change the world. Come on. Everybody say, we're going to change the world. Change the world. 
by living supernaturally and loving well. Come on. We get to live in the, in the Spirit of God and bring the demonstrations of, of heaven on earth and love well too. Some people do the one and don't have the other. We want to do it in love. Amen? We are excited to partner with the united body of Christ. That means not just us, but, but the church, the greater church in the region, right? For kingdom advancement at home and abroad. So we just believe that God has great things here, but in time it's going to grow and develop and become something greater in a season that we're not in yet. But we're trying to build a wineskin for a season that we're not currently in yet. Hallelujah. And there was one season when we decided to take all that vision statement, mission statement, and condense it in seven words. Because <laughs> those are pretty wordy, right? Check this one out. This is what we're really in a very, very simple sense. No God, no God, build family, change the world. Let's say it together. No God, build family, change the world. Come on. A real simple form. That's what we're doing. What do you think? We do need that posted around the building. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Come on. I, 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 could, I could keep preaching all the rest. But I'm not going to. I'm just joking with you. Have you here for at least another hour. Um, I, I, I guess I'll just circle around where we started from. If you guys, if you, if you guys can just dream with me about what he put us here for, right? We'll go back to the vision statement. There we are. Our vision is to advance God's kingdom on earth by hosting his presence, raising up a healthy family of powerful revivalists who are advancing the kingdom. I, I believe that is a clear statement of who we are. And what we're building on. Okay, this is the this is the bones. <laughs> okay, this is this is the core of, of our DNA. And all the other stuff is going to come out from that. But but we believe. Hopefully next week. My Thanksgiving sermon will just be part eight. <laughs> oh God, I'm thankful that we don't live inside a box. <laughs> um, the things that God's promised us, we need to trust that He is faithful who has promised. He is faithful who has promised. Amen? And that we need to be determined to anchor ourselves in a foundation, the hypostasis, the foundation of, of what we believe that He has said. That, that when He's given us pro prophetic promises, that we, we let that become a, a rock-solid foundation that I've anchored myself into, and I will not waver no matter what. And when Paul told Timothy to wage the good warfare with the prophetic words that have been uttered over you, this is what I'm talking about. All right? That, that, that there, are, there are things that could cause us to think, there's no way we'll become that. All right? 
There's no way that, that we're going to see the greater things because whatever reason, okay? I just don't want to live in the, in the, in the restricted realm. I want to believe that if God said it, he's already been there and he's seen it. He's already created that in store for us. And I can live from that place. I can anchor down as sure foundation and not waver so that anything that tries to get me to lessen my pursuit for it, I'm going to say, no way. We're going after this and we're going to see it through. Is anybody with me on this? I want to pray for us and... uh, and, and I, I just want to, I just want to see if ask God to just sear this deeper into your spirit. So if you if you can stand with me while I pray for you, um, I want you to remember. Here, let me let me take it back way back to the very beginning, real quick. There, all right. Look at, the, look at the picture on the screen and then look at this again, all right? Compare this with that, okay? God, God has promised us glory, outpourings. He's promised us a city on fire for Jesus. He's promised us a city that has no, no walls and barriers, but, but the walls that are around it are God coming in His fire, and putting His glory in our midst. He, he's promised us the, a church that's not just a typical Midwest church, but it's a house, it's a family that hosts His glory. That, the, the repl- that's a, that's a, it's a manifestation of what's in heaven on the earth with the outflow, the outpouring, the, the overflow. Amen? He's promised us that he's building something in this city, that, that he's preparing for something, some place where he can land that's bigger than anything we've ever seen before. Okay? If you, if you know about Azusa Street Revival and the way that the glory showed up there, you, 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 you get a little glimpse of what he wants to do. If you know about the Welsh Revival with Evan Roberts, and the visitation God brought to Wales, you, you get a glimpse of what he wants to do. Indianapolis, greater Indianapolis, central Indiana. I believe that God's doing huge things, but maybe we're not seeing it yet, but you got a word. You see this? You got a word. I'm anchoring to this. I'm believing it, and I want us to build towards that. Amen? I believe it. And it's probably not going to all just come and land in immediately out of nowhere, like it just happened to us immediately. I believe that we're going to faithfully build ourselves towards it in the Spirit, and it's going to increase. It's going to start like a seed that starts shooting up. As a matter of fact, let me rephrase that. I think he's already started that. Come on. We're in this for bigger things, Amen. Come on, Lord, bless everybody right now. I I pray, God, again, Lord, take these visions, these prophetic promises, Lord, put it deep in our hearts. Lord, let it go deeper. I ask you for the seeds, Lord, to go in and to germinate and to take root. I pray, Lord God, that you'll give us 
the hypostasis, God, the, the substance, Lord, that, that we believe that your words are rock solid. Lord, that you are already there and that we're going we're gonna to continue to believe and we're not going to let go. We're not going to let our, our confession of, of hope waver because he who promised is faithful. Lord, we're in this for the long haul. And, and, and no matter what tries to stop it, we're in this because we believe that's you. We believe it's what you want. We're in this more for you than for us, God. Hallelujah. So let it be. I ask you, God, in Jesus' name, that you will start dropping um, vision into people's hearts. Lord, the, the, the faith to believe the greater things. To dare to believe for great, great things. And I ask you, Lord, just to continue a knitting of hearts. A knitting of hearts to increase the spirit of unity in this family, Lord. That we're centered around your presence. We're building a healthy family of powerful revivalists, advancing in the kingdom. And that together, Lord, we believe your promises and that we lay hold of them, we declare them, we prophesy into them, we, we intercede for them. We go around the city releasing the declarations of your promises and trusting that we're shifting atmospheres. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray for encounters for people this day, Lord, to, to dream big for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.